This is CouncilCast, part of the Legal Talk Network, and I'm your host, Karen Conroy. When you face a complex case outside your expertise, you bring in a co-counsel for next-level results. When you want to engage, expand, and elevate your firm, you bring in a marketing co-counsel. In this podcast, I bring in marketing experts who each answer one big question to help your firm achieve more. Here's today's guest. I'm Eli Delaney, a follow-up rockstar system. We do all kinds of fun stuff. You know, the interesting thing for how I got started doing all this stuff was my first company was Web and Graphic Design Agency. And I realized that, you know, knowing how to build websites did not mean you actually knew how to actually get clients. Yeah. And it, it was all about the relationship. That's actually, I started joining... I joined a chamber of commerce. My mom was the one that actually recommended that I do that. Yeah. And which is funny because she's not an entrepreneur herself. Yeah. She was like, have you, have, you, have you checked out a chamber of commerce? I'm like, a what? I had right. no clue what it was. Yeah. But that's how I actually started my first company. And I grew that from out of my dining room by myself to opening up an office. I had five employees closing three to five contracts a week. Nice. Um, we were killing it. We were doing a great job with it. And it was all through networking and about building relationships. And that's how I got started doing all of this stuff. And fast forward, I started figuring out the technology side of how do we build long-term relationships with the people that we meet but use the tools and technology we have available because we are human beings. We will drop the ball, we will make mistakes, and we will forget stuff because that's, yes. just, that's just it. That's just who we are. Yeah. And so the idea is how can you use the tools and technology, use the, the automation, the CRM systems, and the email management, all the gizmos and gadgets that are out there, but still have a feel of that you actually do care about your clients because you should. Yes. Yes, that's that is where it so, that really comes into play. Eli, thank you for being here. This is the, that is it, and it's such a fine balance between technology and letting the technology get in the way of those relationships that you're trying to build with those clients and the customers, or or you know the potential clients if you're kind of in that sales phase. So the title of the show for today and what we're going to be talking about and focusing on is the follow up formula turning leads into cases. So I feel like this is a place where a lot of people drop the ball. And actually, I don't just feel that way. I know based on there's mm -hmm. so many surveys and studies that have been done recently. I know Clio has done one. I have seen a handful of others that where they do these like blind, blind calling and testing of firms, but they also what is the word I'm looking for? They also quiz the potential clients or the past clients. So they are talking to both the firm, clients, people who have worked with. Mm -hmm. And the thing that keeps coming up over and over is so basic and seemingly simple that number one, firms aren't answering the phone. Number two, they aren't getting back to them within three days. And then number three, once they do hire them, which seems crazy, like why would you hire a firm that doesn't even return your call? Mm -hmm. But once finally they find a firm that does, they have no idea where their case stands. They have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. They're feeling really insecure about whatever their issue and problem is. And on top of that, they're adding a layer of insecurity about their relationship with that firm. And these things seem so obvious to me, <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So where do we start with all of this? Like, how do we okay. make it better? <laughs> well, first and foremost, for if you're one of the people that's doing this, don't feel quite as bad because you are definitely not the only one in yeah. just this industry. It's across the board. Yeah. Now. That does not mean that it's an excuse to get away with it. You need to quit. So right. we'll, we'll talk about that. But the yeah. most important thing is, number one, return phone calls in a timely manner. Yes. You okay, know? so what, is that, what does that mean to you? I know what that means to me. Mm -hmm. And also, like, depending on the level of urgency to your issue, it's going to mm -hmm. mean different things to different people. If I'm talking about writing a will... You know, a week probably doesn't bother me, but that still seems way too long. But if yeah. I just got arrested, I need you to call mm -hmm. me back like in two minutes. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so what does that mean? 
So, so number timely one manner. thing is timely manner. I mean, yes, there's a little bit of variations with that, but use, you know, using again, going back to the idea of using the tools and technology that are out there, set something up. So if they're doing something, it's like, are you, you know, what is it that you need? It's, is this yeah. an emergency situation or is this something that's more not as time pressed? Yeah. There is no not time pressed. Cause if you're talking, if you're talking with an attorney, there's a time press of some sort. So if it's an emergency level, then that should be, you know, as quickly as possible, obviously, you know, use within your own, you know, what are your own capabilities. But a lot of this other stuff can be done. It's like, you know what? Hey, if you're looking to get a will done, you know, we have a questionnaire online. You can get a head start. Go fill out this stuff on the website. And then that person has done something that's given you the data that you're going to get on the phone anyway. You're probably going to get on the phone and say, here's the next steps. Go fill all this stuff out. Well, why don't you just eliminate that conversation and make it so they can take that next step right out of the gate. Beyond that, I would say, you know, 48 hours is is like the long end. You should get some kind of response. Yeah. Now let's talk about the next step though. The next step is when you're actually working with the case this is, you know, I look at this as no different than when a client comes to me, the very first thing you need to do is set the stage. Yes. What I mean by that is what are the expectations <laughs> and what does our timeline look like? I just wrote down, that was my next follow-up call. <laughs> a question is setting expectations. Uh-huh. So thank you for reading my mind. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, it's... To me, and you and I both, we're, we're, we're talking about this, and we talked just a little bit before we started recording. You and I do think a lot alike. So to yeah. us, this is obvious. These are simple yes. things. For yeah. some reason, a lot of people, it's not. And so let's, let's just put it out there. I always look at the fact that when somebody first starts working with me, and it, again, it doesn't matter what business, what type of industry, in any way, shape, or form. It's all the same in the aspect of... Sure. I want to be able to send something out to them. And you can send this as an email. It could be a basic form letter, to be perfectly honest, that you can slightly tweak if you need to. Yeah. But it's like, here's what this is going to look like. Yes. This is the client journey. And there's the things. It's like, okay, do you have a portal that people are logging into? Well, this is what to expect for that. Yep. And it could be, you're going to get an email. Here's going to be the subject line. If for some reason you don't get that within 24 hours, here's the link to go there. You can click on the forget password and have it just send you a new password right then and there. Right. Okay, that's step one. Step two could be, here's what you can expect from us for the next step moving forward. Yeah. Just setting the timeline. It's like, you know what? We are we are going to gather our information and then we're going to get back to you in 48 business hours. Right. Or 72 business, whatever the time frame is, just tell people what that is. Do you recommend, just to back up one step, okay. setting expectations even before this step, but even before they've hired you? So even when mm-hmm. we were talking about that initial call, yeah. because I have that on, on my own, where I say, listen, I'm not going to call you back on a weekend. This is, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not doing brain surgery. You don't need to, <laughs> you don't yeah. need to talk to me on a Saturday. Yep. And so this is, this is what you can expect. Thank you for your, you know, mm-hmm. inquiry and your information. You can expect to hear from me in however much time. Yes, most definitely. So if somebody's, let's say somebody fills out a contact form on your website or whatever, you should definitely have something like that. If, especially if it's something you know, it might take a couple of days for you to reply for some reason. Have something like that. And it's like, hey... We got your information. It's generally, it's, you know, we are in and out, you know, say they're in and out working on cases. So with that said, it might take us 48 hours to get back to you. We definitely, you know, the next business day. Yeah. We will get back to you. Always set that. That way people know they don't expect to, you know, 2 a.m. on a Saturday night when they were out drinking or whatever. Definitely across the board, as long as you're transparent up front. Yes. And very, I mean, communication is the key. That really is. Yeah. And and this goes across the entire journey from the very first communication all the way through the end of everything and after. Yeah. Communication is the key. It's like if I know it's going to take two weeks for you to take care of this thing for me. Yep. I may not like it, but you set the stage. You you set exactly. the expectation. And exactly. that's where most people drop the ball. Yes. Yeah. And okay, so you've set that expectation. You made the call. They've now hired you. You're doing that initial kind of introduction mm-hmm. and laying the stage for what they can expect next. 
Here's how frequently you can expect to hear about your case. What other kinds of things do you typically put in, whether it's like an initial meeting or an initial email or whatever it is, mm -hmm. to lay out those expectations? Uh, one of the next step in that in that initial, what I like to call the onboarding, is going to also be not just what they can expect from me, but what do I expect from them? Oh, that's good. That's critical. That's the piece most people honestly miss. And that right there is like key. That is the most important piece because yes. you need to know we're going into this relationship and these are things that I'm going to need from you. And here's the time frame I'm going to need those in. Yep. And I can't do my job if you don't do those. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. you know, it used to be the time where I would, you know, back in the day with my web design agency, I, it was hilarious. I'd have people where I'm like, okay, here's what we need from you, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, it'd take forever for them to get me the stuff yeah. I needed. And they then just they ignore would, you. They yeah. would just ignore me yeah. four or five calls later, all the different things. And then they would give it to me. And then like the next day. So when am I going to get to see something? Yes. I, so, you yeah. are singing to the choir, my friend. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, well, and or the other version of that story is they ignore you and you're dealing with kind of like someone who's sort of a, a midpoint in the firm mm -hmm. and they ignore your emails for I've had this happen where they've ignored my emails for like a solid year. <laughs> and all of a sudden, one of the partners oh, yeah. comes to them and says, whatever happened to the website? <laughs> and they're like. Oh no. So then the emails mm -hmm. come to me and it's like, no, 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 <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you got to get back in the calendar. Like you have lost your spot. And mm -hmm. so the thing that I started to say is whether you have a policy about that, like how are we going to communicate together? For mm -hmm. example, I have a policy about phone calls and, and how we communicate. So 90% mm -hmm. of our work is done by email and within our systems because it's better for our whole team that way. Yep. If you are just going to randomly call me in the middle of a Tuesday when I may be recording a podcast, there, I'm not going to answer the phone. Mm -hmm. I will have my, I have a receptionist service. They are human and I want to get into that. I'm going to make a little bookmark note there. You will get a human. You will mm -hmm. have someone talk to you where, you know, they will schedule a call. But I make a policy of all of my calls and meetings are scheduled because yes. this is the way the world works. Yes. <laughs> and if I just randomly sit here and answer random mm -hmm. phone calls all day, nothing gets done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you've got to live by a calendar and, yes. and a schedule. Like I use online schedules. I have yep. for probably 15 years. I was an yeah. early adopter of it. And that was one of the most amazing things in the world. Literally the day that I got it set up and started working that next week, it saved me five hours of yes. back and forth conversation. Yes. And it's Just like the time zone thing alone uh -huh. is a game changer. Yeah. Cause I can't tell you how many times and probably for you too, that that gets messed up. People like reverse the mm -hmm. time zones and they're not there. And then, Oh yep. shoot, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. gosh, I could not agree more. Yeah. And it, and literally like, I mean, it just blows me away because we used to have that conversation before they were common. It used to be the, well, let, you know, you send an email. It's like, hey, I'm, you know, let's, let's chat. How does Thursday work? They come back. Oh, Thursday doesn't work. How about yeah. Friday? Well, Friday morning would work for me and they come back. No, Friday morning doesn't work, but how about Friday afternoon? Eventually you end up having so many conversations back and forth and back and forth. You just pick up the, the phone yeah. in order to schedule a time to have a phone call. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and. and the the logic of that is like perplexing there's no logic <laughs> exactly and yeah. so so going into a calendaring system and now it's like if you want to talk to me you got to book on my calendar plain yes. and simple yeah. and, and you will have some resistance to that it's it's funny because i had i had one client who actually came to me she's like well i need we need to get on a call and talk about this and it was actually the client's assistant that was doing this and she thought she was powerful and she wasn't she was she was not helping her case in any way shape or form yeah and i was like here's a link to my calendar yeah. And she's like, well, can't you do it now? I was like, no, no. I'm, I'm booked up. I mean, I was yeah. literally booked up. I had like right. eight calls that day. Yeah. And she goes and looks at my calendar and she sends me a message back. Well, you don't have any openings until next week, which right. I think this was like Wednesday or Thursday, maybe. Right. I think it was Thursday. And yeah. I was like, okay. And she's mm -hmm. like, well, that's not really good business. You should, you should have a spot open for me. And I was like, so you're telling me that Just I should floating. bump somebody. I should... <laughs> 
just pick up the phone and call somebody and say, we can't meet today, even though you took the time to use my calendar and schedule in advance. Probably weeks ago. This, yes. Yeah, weeks ago. Because yes. this person thinks they're more important than you. Is yes. that what you're saying? Right. Next thing I know, I had a booking for Monday. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I'm sorry that your lack of planning mm-hmm. con- constitutes an emergency. It does not constitute right. an emergency on my part. I have planned yeah. my day. I have, And the people who have co-planned their days with me, I'm mm-hmm. not going to disrespect their planning. And your lack of planning is not my yeah. emergency. It's just and, not. And, and yeah, and that definitely that's, that is why the calendar is so important because it's like yes. none of this back and forth stuff. Yeah. It's like, here's my schedule. Go grab a spot. And, right. and it's cool. It's casual. It's like, here, here's my calendar. Just go grab yep. a spot, whatever yep. works for you. Yeah. And if something, I mean, if something really doesn't work, we can have a conversation, maybe see if we can slide it out. The answer right. may still be no, but right. it's, you give it a try. Now, here's the critical piece that most people miss though. When you're setting up your calendar, and there's a billion different calendar systems out there that you could use, you need to take the time to set up the reminders properly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is where most people screw things up. Okay, what are your tips for this? So, first and foremost, don't make it look like a boring, you know, booking confirmed yeah air quotes there yeah make it like you know hey there we're locked in for monday 2 p.m pacific time just wanted to let you know here's how this is going to work you know for me i'm on zoom all the time so it's like here's your zoom link yeah try to jump in a couple minutes just a couple of minutes early that way we're not late and we can get as much time as we can in the hour that we have yeah if anything happens yeah here's how you can reschedule By the way, please do me a favor and shoot me a text at this number just letting me know about you rescheduling. I'm trying to get them more engaged by doing that, by the way. Yeah. And then here's what you need to have prepared for our conversation. Nice. That's good. That's really good. And you you set the, again, you're setting the stage. All of this is a performance. It's all a stage. And you want to set it so they know exactly what's going on, what to expect, what's expected of them. We're we're always putting that in play. What's expected of them? Because if they drop the ball, you can say, well, you didn't pay attention. Right. But it's also, let's say that this is a inquiry call. Like they haven't Uh quite hired you. This is also a test. So you can see, and you know, I have a sequence. I don't just provide my phone number on my website. I have them go through, you know, kind of inquiry, Mm -hmm. very simple questionnaire. Right. And it's a test to see what kind of a client are you going to be? Yep. And if you won't even do that and you're like, I am too important to fill out your questionnaire, which probably takes less than a minute, then I don't, I only see red flags. I I don't, I don't foresee that this is going to be a great relationship. So maybe you fill out the questionnaire, but then you show up to the call unprepared. Once again, red flags. Mm -hmm. So these, this is like your filtering system to tell whether these are going to be good clients too. And this is a really important part of your sales process as well. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you decide down the road, I've seen a bunch of red flags, but you still want to hire them. Then you have that added pain tax <laughs> you know, where it's like okay I have decided I'm gonna help this person but I have seen the following four red flags so my rate is gonna go up by X yes yeah I've actually I'll, I'll talk on a couple things with that but we'll, we'll start with the funny fun part because yeah. I know you'll get a kick out of this with my design agency back in the day I actually had a line item for dealing with stupid people yep yep and, yeah. and there I didn't even hide it yeah I, and, <laughs> and and they would they, pay it? They would pay it. Oh I only gosh. had to use it once. And I told them up front, I'm like, if I'm going to have to do this in this situation, because he was bringing somebody else in that I knew, and I knew the guy was not a oh, very gosh. good person to work yeah. with. And I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to charge you for dealing with stupid people. And he yeah. was like, just whatever, don't do it, fine. <laughs> and he got charged like an extra 400 bucks for that. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, you know, we won't say it because we're on a podcast here, but the, the, the exact words, because I know what he said, his office manager was actually somebody I was dating at the time. And <laughs> and she literally, she, she calls me up and she's like, you didn't actually mean to do this, right? And I was like, no, I told him I was going to. Yeah. And she took it to him and he's like, he just says a couple of bad words, signs the check and goes on. Right. But so, you have to. Yes. And that, that's the big thing with it too, is that in having those questionnaires and having those, the filtering process is so critical. Like yes. today, I actually have a process where I have a training video 
that it's 13 minutes long, but it goes through a training process that helps pre-educate them, tells them, you know, how, how do I work and how can they work with me and what does that journey look like? Yeah. And at the end, there's an application process. And if I get an application from somebody and they've got a whole bunch, like I had one literally says too many questions, too many questions, too many questions. <laughs> well, um, then why are you even trying to fill it exactly. out? Exactly. <laughs> I, I honestly, I just, I just let him go away. I took him out of my database. I didn't even bother to respond to that one. So you learn how to how to filter that out because that's going to save you a ton of time by doing that. Yeah. Well, that was my next question. So to Mm -hmm. this day, do you continue to have that tax? Because I don't. I literally just won't work with those people. And Mm -hmm. I do have a system for following up and remaining civil rather than just (laughs) ghosting them because it's been surprising. I've had people refer other work to me where like it didn't work out with them but they sent other people to me because of the way that you know i communicated with them yeah i i don't have i have not needed to use the the stupid people tax for a very 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 long time um because you just filter uh, them out right i filter them out yeah Yeah, i get them i get them out from the from the get-go yeah i've gotten better at asking the right questions to to let them you know raise the ugly heads right up front so i'm like okay yeah this is not gonna work yeah and i have some people that I mean, like, you know, they're going to want one thing and I know they're going to want, they're basically going to want one-on-one service for a group coaching type of process. And I'm like, that ain't going to work here. Right, um, right. It's like, you got this choice and that's how much it's going to cost to do that. But they're right. like, well, I got this much money. It's like, okay, then you're going to Then go goodbye. Here. <laughs> and it's a goodbye, yeah. Right. And some, some people, I've actually sent them messages and I'm like, you know what? I am honestly, based on where we are, you know, where we are and where you are, I honestly don't know that we're going to be a good fit for you. Right. If you want to see how we might be able to help you out, might, might be able to kind of get you in the right direction here's a link to my books on amazon yeah nice so how okay so let's talk about how you have that all set up in an automated way because that's another big thing that you talk about and i have this set up because if i had to respond and and from scratch draft each of those messages i i wouldn't and it wouldn't be as good and so i've done it once and i did it really good once and then you keep that stuff. Yep. So, so talk about your your system and your of automation for that. Okay. So first and foremost, I'm going to tell you, you have to put the work in. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do it well. Do it well, but yep. do it once. Right. It's, you know, I, I saw somebody that, that actually used the, the analogy, and I think it's appropriate for here for, for entertainment purposes. Would you rather spend 30 days in prison or the rest of your life in prison? <laughs> and... And you look at that, and and when they said that, I had to laugh because it's just like it just made sense in the way it is. Like, are you willing to work really, really hard? Yeah. And do all the the gunky stuff you don't want to do because a yep. lot of people hate dealing with the tech side. They hate having to write emails, all that yep. kind of stuff. Like for me, I love it, but yeah. most people don't. You know, for me, it, you know, somebody comes to me and says, "Let's talk about bookkeeping." It's like keep me away from gross. That. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're willing to put the work in once, yes. And then have it just work for you forever. Yep. That's where the magic really is. And yeah. so, what you want to do is set first step one is open up. You know, I'm a big fan of Google, so we put up yes. Google Docs. Yes. And start writing your email. Stop and think about. Okay, I have this type of client coming on board. Right. And this is what we're going to do. And you can look at the emails you've already written. Yep. And pull from that, and then you create a template, and you book big old spots of where the fill in the blank stuff goes. Yep. And step one is just save that as a document in Google. Right. And do that with everything. The cool thing is, worst case scenario, if you don't use all the fancy tools and technology, you can literally open up that Google Doc, copy, paste, fill in the blanks, send. Right. Instead of spending 15 minutes writing an email, you just spent one minute. Right. Okay. But that's, there are tools there where are you don't tools. have to do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the ghetto way to do it. And I don't yeah. like doing it that way, but that's a good way to start if you're just... And you have to do that step anyway right i always recommend opening up do it in google docs write the doc proofread it all the things you need to do there whatever software you have don't try to rate in the software yeah it will confuse you it will frustrate you something will glitch on the internet and you'll spend 15 minutes writing it and you'll lose it and then you'll be annoyed you'll never go back again because i cannot tell you how many times i've heard that yes but if you were to turn around and just write this stuff up and then go say okay 
So let's go to calendar. We'll use that as an example. The first booking is an email saying, hey, thank you so much. I look forward to our call. Here's yep. how this is going to work. Here's yep. what you can expect from me. Here's what I need from you ahead of time. Don't forget that. Yeah. Save that first. Now, the next thing, 24 to 48 hours before the event, before the call, you should send another reminder. Hey, by the way, just a reminder of our call this time, this day, this is how we're going to meet. And here's the stuff I need from you. So don't forget, we need to have all that stuff together in order to make this work. Right. By the way, if you have any questions, you need to cancel or anything, here's my assistant's phone number. Go call, yep. you know, call them, let us know. Or, you know, I, I always have it so they can reschedule, but I like to have them personally tell me why they rescheduled yes because it shows accountability right when somebody messaged me and says scheduling conflict right that just means that they basically said i didn't feel like getting on the call with you today and yeah I, I'm or something, something else. else came up and it's mm -hmm. and i am going to prioritize that over you which exactly you know, that's kind of a crappy thing to do too exactly so, or i'm just really disorganized mm -hmm. yeah and so all and the way around it's a red flag Right. And it, and you know what? The cool thing about this is if somebody comes to me and says, I just woke up. I did not sleep well last night. I had yeah. a really bad night because of X, Y, Z. I don't really care what the reason is. But if yeah. they just own up to yes. why. Yes. We're cool. 100%. We're Absolutely. Cool. I have no problem with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. My kid was sick. You know, whatever. If, if mm -hmm. it sounds honest. Yeah. And like, it just seems so simple. But like, people, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just If you're canceling, there, there really is no true excuse unless you're just being honest like hey right. you know let me tell you what happened i'm sick my kid's sick yep. you know something came up and i apologize too. Yes. apologize that this is clearly mm -hmm. you know a, a misuse of your time and so let me reschedule that's it yeah. that's all you need to do right and and just so you know again going with the the honest you know yeah if if you have five different ants that all died in the yeah. in a month time frame well, weird. yeah it's a little weird <laughs> Not sure about that. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be honest and tell you, I've had that happen before. I'm like, oh okay, how many gosh. ants do you really have? Come on. Right. And they all um, die at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. So so be honest. Oh, be, be truthful about it. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. cool. You know, people are forgiving if you just be honest with them. Absolutely. But going back to the campaign, it's like you send yes. that reminder out so they don't forget, so they know what to expect, where to right. go. You know, literally yesterday, the point of this, yesterday I had a podcast interview and a person who was actually going to get on a call to me for me to use his services, both of them, I had no information. I had it on my calendar that, and I booked on their system. Yeah. But literally it showed up on my calendar, you know, call with Eli and X, this person. And that's it. That was all there was. Oh, there was no. no, no Zoom link, no phone calls, no, no, no education of you're going to call me. I'm going to call you any of that kind of stuff. And I'm chasing yes. them down, trying to figure out what's going on. I'm like, oh, this, no. I, I don't even know. I feel disorganized. I'm like, did I miss something? Right. No, they just they didn't have a setup right. Yeah. A confused person stresses out. Their anxiety level goes yes. up and their trust in you goes down. Right. Right. And so so having all of that in there, yep. like test your own calendar system and see when yes. it pops up in Google, what does that look like? Right. When you get those reminder emails, what do they look like? Test yeah. your own and see what those emails look right. like. Do the links and work? Do yeah. the links work? Oh, yeah. yes. Like that's basic, another big basic one. Basic stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But you're spending, like you're saying, that first, you know, 30 days in jail instead of the rest of your life or whatever. Mm -hmm. We're spending the 30 days, we're putting in the time, we're figuring out the sequence. And obviously yes. the sequence is going to be different for everyone depending on, mm -hmm. so for you and I, let's pretend we have a sequence to follow up on like an inquiry potential sale kind of project yep. kind of my follow-up with that, you know, after the that call is going to be much different than a follow-up of a potential legal client. And mm -hmm. from one law firm to the next, that's going to be different as well, depending yes. on, once again, we're going back to the urgency of that kind of case. Right. So figure that out. What makes the most sense? And also, like, if this is a sales thing, um, the frequency and the number of follow-ups is going to change as well. Because... You want to follow up so that you're thorough and you've checked all your boxes, but at the same time, you don't want to follow up so much that you look desperate. You know, like yes. when you get those emails where you're like, okay, I've moved on, I've hired somebody else, and yeah. I've got like 75 emails from you in the last three weeks. You know, like, you know, at some point, yeah, you got to let it go. Right. Well, and here's, so here's something with that. Like, like we were just talking about the calendar process. Yeah. Okay. Now, it doesn't matter where you are in your business. If it's a calendar booking, I recommend 
one email confirmation, one in 48 hours, one the morning of. At least okay. those are the minimums. And, sure. and you can, depending on, you could go further than that, but those are, those three should be standard across the board. Yeah. But let's say you do have that prospect situation. First and foremost, how did they come in and and what was the scenario? That should change based on that need. And yeah. so, like for me, if somebody... You know, somebody comes into like a checklist, which is one of the things I like to use as a lead generation process. Sure. It's like if you're gonna hire if you're gonna hire me or hire somebody to do XYZ, here's the questions you need to ask them first. Yeah. Which by the way, for attorneys, that's that's it's very simple, it's easy to put together and it's really powerful. And it's important. It's, yeah. And very important two or three things. Like, what are the ten things you need to know before hiring a divorce attorney? Yes. Okay. If somebody's looking for a divorce attorney, they're downloading that puppy. Okay. Exactly. exactly. You know, so but then what you want to do is you want to start off with getting them engaged with that. It's like, hey, by the way, did you read this thing on page two on step number three? Right. This is important. This yeah. is something you need to know. And when you're ready. We're here for you. Here's how you can book a call with us. Yep. Now, you notice the way that I said that was not pitchy. Yeah. It was almost like an afterthought. It's like, hey, this is a really p- important bit of information you need to know. doesn't matter if you hire us or hire somebody else, but you need to know this, which, of course, by the way, when you ask the questions, your answers should be the answers you put in there because <laughs> then when so- they talk to somebody else and their answer is different, they're going to go like, oh, that person seems a little sketchy. So, you know, you put in the questions, you put your own answers of how you would answer that question if somebody yeah. came to you with it. Now that prospect is more educated and now you're getting them to read the questions, know the answers to questions. You can actually even put in like case studies, if you're allowed to do that, of, of people that you helped. Yeah. And then it's just that, you know what, hey, you know what, we're here for you when you're ready. Here's how, here's the next step. Yeah. And a note on the case studies, whether you, it's not important to use the names. So you can yeah. use, a, you mm-hmm. can talk about a case study in whatever way is appropriate for your practice yes. area without mm-hmm. using names, but still talking about successes and results that right. you've had. You can find a way to do that in a, in a professional private way. Yeah. And there's, there's all kinds of fun ways you can do it. Like you can, like, I mean, I will do it all the time. I'm like, okay, so I have a, what I call the magic script email that I use for people and I give it out for free to a lot of people, you know, and I'll, and I'll say this, I'm like, you know, as here's a great thing about this. When I first actually started helping clients with this, I had a client, we used this particular script. We had three emails. So it was three emails, but this was the first one. I'm giving this the first one to you. She sent this out. She sends it out on a Monday, Tuesday morning. I get an email that says, Hey, by the way, we need to shut this campaign down. I'm like, okay, what's wrong? I call her. I'm picking up the phone, freaking out. What's going on? What's wrong? She goes, everybody replied. I'm like, yeah. Everybody replied. She goes, everybody replied. Sure enough, her calendar was booked for the next month. Nice. She made over she made over twelve thousand dollars by the end of the week. That's awesome. In sales. By the way, the email had no pitch, no sales of any sort in it. It was just a hey, I dropped the ball. I'm really sorry. I want to catch up with you. What have you been up to? That's really the gist of it. Nice. Okay? Nice. Now, you notice how I just did that. I shared the story, I shared the examples, I even shared some facts. But I did not say who this person was. Right. Exactly. exactly. So you can. So there's you can, a case study. Yeah, yeah. There's a case study example of it. Yeah. So you know, use what's what makes sense for you, your business, your industry, and everything. But it, sharing that kind of stuff comes from a place of see, this stuff really does work, and yeah. here's an example of that. Yes. Not. I am super awesome and you need to pay me money now. Yeah. Because that's yeah. the that's the gate a lot of people go out of, and it's, oh, gosh, it's just so like. Gross. It, yeah, it just yeah, it, it and it makes comes people feel really spammy. Yeah, 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 it's bad. Okay, so what else is in this follow-up formula in terms of okay, so you've sent out, you've you've had, you've got the people in, you've had a meeting, you've mm-hmm. sent out a proposal, you've gone through a sequence of follow-ups, they've hired you, then mm-hmm. you've sent out that onboarding email, which is what we call it, an onboarding email, where mm-hmm. it kind of goes through, sets the stage. Sets all those expectations. Like, it's just not hard. Draft this once, as we've said. Get it out there so that everybody understands. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody understands that when they work with me, it's probably going to be mostly by email. Not everybody works that way. A lot of lawyers, it's going to be mostly by phone. But just explain that instead of expecting people to read your mind. Okay, so what happens? I feel like one of the areas people drop the ball the most is the case is closed they've moved on mm-hmm. and they go away and basically never hear from the law firm again yeah 
So here's one of the things that, and, and this is a really big one people do forget about, yes. is the first thing you should do, you should try to get some kind of case study from them. Yes. Get a testimonial. Get their permission. So if Google it's review. if it's legal, yeah, <laughs> get a Google, Google get a review. Google review. Yeah. I mean, that's a, at minimum you could go do you could do that and just like hey, I really appreciate you and you being client and, and trust me with this case. I would be, you know, just over the top happy if you would be willing to just spend two minutes, go to Google, yeah. do a review. Here's the link. Make sure you make it super easy. So yep. whatever link that they if they could click on that link and it takes them right to the review page. Yep. So they can click on that. That's what you want to send them. Make it yeah. as dummy proof easy as possible. Yeah. And, and I would even set expectations there too. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to write five paragraphs. Honestly, mm-hmm. what would be great is three to five sentences. It's yes. more than enough. Because I have seen, I have seen, you know, we put a lot of testimonials and reviews on, mm-hmm. on client sites. And I have seen people who, you know, they were so happy to work with this firm and it really did things in their lives that change their lives and blah, 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 blah. And their reviews go on and on and yeah. on. And we've all seen these reviews, even on Amazon. It's like, okay, it's a pair of socks. I don't need five paragraphs. I get it. It's, it's a great <laughs> pair of socks. Yeah. So you don't need to, it doesn't need to be like that. And, but right. I think it's important to illustrate that because if, if this is a client who really loves you and wants to do a nice thing, they may think, oh my gosh, I got to sit down for the next 45 minutes and draft mm-hmm. out this review. It's like, no, no, no you don't. Yeah. I need the five stars and I need a couple sentences. Let's yeah. do and that's, and that's And I it. will tell people, it's like, all I'm looking for is four or five sentences. Yep. Yeah. That's and and go with that. Now, if they go longer, let them. Yeah, whatever. Let them have fun. Yeah, exactly. Because especially in in your industry, with this kind of situation, it's like, yeah, you get somebody who's going to tell a story. Sure. That's yeah. going to be much more powerful. But yeah. don't you know set the expectations like it doesn't have to be long. Four or five sentences is all we need. Exactly. And and then and and again, come back to that appreciation of this would mean the world to me. Yes. This super would mean important. so much to me. I, yeah. And then. Pay attention yes. when that happens. Send them a message. Two things. Number one, you should reply to that on the Google review because yes. then people see that you're on top of it and you responded as well. Yeah, thanking them for the wonderful, nice words. And Google then, sees it too. Google cares Google about says, that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then on top of that, you might want to just pick up the phone and just hey, I, I put a comment on the on the post that you did. But I just wanted to stop and just say thank you so much. I really appreciate you doing that for me. So I'm going to add shocked how powerful that little simple thing is. It really is. And just like the voice and that personal contact. And then one other thing I want to add that we have as part of our systems and we have it automated is there's this great website called Thanks. And it's T H. Mm -hmm. There's no A. I think it's T H N K S or some, you know, thing like that. And you can go on there and you can either text or email someone a cup of coffee. And so I do this all the time. And just as a little heads up, Eli, I'm going to send you one after coming on the podcast. So this is an automated part of our system for the podcast Mm -hmm. as well, is we send a thank you and it sends them a little, you know, gift card for Starbucks. And it's very simple, very easy it we've got it so automated it takes me maybe 20 seconds and the amount of response we get from that and i do it all the time with clients too like hey thank you so much here's a cup of coffee it's a really good way to do it without having to like mail them something or Mm -hmm. whatever you can do it real quick with just an email or a phone number so there's a plug for thanks (laughs) that's awesome and there's a lot of services like that like i have a service we use mailbox power and we'll send out it does all kinds of cool gifts and nice. and, and like one of the things we have they have the tastiest brownies you will ever have. Oh right? yum. Um so they have some pretty amazing brownies. And nice. like the only thing I've ever had that's been better than their brownies is I got a friend in Miami and then she actually has a brownie business. And oh I, my gosh. <laughs> the nice thing about theirs is their system is set up so it literally even automates it. So I could literally in my process push a button and have it automatically talk to it and send nice. this card with this message with nice. these brownies. I don't have to touch any of it if I don't want to. Yeah. 
And there is something really powerful about gifts and appreciation mm-hmm. and sending. It does not matter how expensive. It does not matter. It just is the recognition and appreciation and just a mm-hmm. little token of yeah. gratitude. It's a really big deal. And it's, it's one of those important things that you can automate now so easily that you really can't miss that step. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so basically that last piece that we were talking about is following up after the fact. So yep. first ask for that review, testimonial, case study, whatever you can squeeze out of them. Mm-hmm. And then what? What do, you, how, what do you recommend in terms of automation and systematic uh, following up after the case is over? So this is going to be a little bit, you're going to have to spend a little bit more thought process depending on the type of case. Yeah. Because everybody's going to be different. So I'll just go through as an example of divorce because it's it's an easy, it's an easy target for me to, to just look at as a fact of after that has happened and the case is finished, people are restarting their lives. Yeah. And so you might have recommendations on how they can get forward on moving forward with their lives. Sure. And and it could be articles that you read, some some a motivational or an inspirational video you find on YouTube. Yeah. You know, in the business to business world, I love recommending books and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So like I recommend, you know, one that I always recommend is The Go-Giver by Bob Berg. It's a phenomenal book and it's all about coming from a place of giving first, knowing that the karma will come back. It's like yes. you people will do business with you and they want to do business with you and they your you will your business will explode yep. just by being a nice person and helping other people get what they want, right? Yes. So I recommend that book all the time. Yeah. And that comes from when I mention it on podcasts like this to in my email sequence to just casual conversations over dinner with a group of people at an event that I spoke at. I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm always sharing that out. And I cannot count the number of people who've come back to me and said, oh my gosh, I cannot believe it. I read the book. That was so amazing. Thank you for recommending that. Yeah. Now they're always remembering me. Yeah. And so you can do things like that just over time. And by the way, you should be staying in touch with them in the long term, Yeah. meaning not just in the next month or two, but like I stay in touch with people forever. Yeah, absolutely. And, and how do you do that? So I use automation. I yeah. will do the recommendations of things like that. So the cool thing is I can say, here's a book I recommend. Here's why I recommend it. Yeah. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Now I can put that into my system. My software will send that out 30 days from now. Yeah. Okay? And in a year, somebody will get it 30 days from when they first come into my world, right? So it's designed to be evergreen. It lasts forever. And you do things like that that are evergreen, that go out forever. Yep. You know, I had a person who, another great book that I recommend is The Greatest Salesman in the World by Odd Mendino. A little short, easy read. It's like 90 pages or something like that. Phenomenal book on mindset. And it's not about pitching stuff. It's about, it's another one of those that comes from a place of how are you giving and how are you adding value to other people's lives? That's how you get the sale. Yeah. And it was funny because I had somebody replied back to my email and she said, Hey Eli, I wanted to let you know, life has been really struggling bad for me. I was about ready to just throw in the towel and go get a job and just quit my business, give up on it. Now she's been a photographer for almost 30 years. Oh my gosh. And she was just, she was really struggling with it. And she sends me this email. She goes, I got this on Thursday. I bought the book and I started, I read it over the weekend. And I have to tell you, I cannot believe how much it's changed my attitude. I feel so much better. You just saved my business. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, that gets, you get, you get, you know, your hair stands on end, right? But here's the funny thing about that. Not only was I excited about the fact that I was able to help her and, you know, help make a change in her life, but I wrote that email six years before she got it. <laughs> That's so cool. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. she happened to get it at the right time when yep. she needed it. Yeah. And it helped change her life. Yes. You can do stuff like this. Yes. Do you and- recommend newsletters? I mean, I, we, we use a newsletter, but do you mm-hmm. kind of have that as part of your automation process as I well? I don't. Okay. Nobody really likes newsletters. Yeah. Now... Here's the thing. You could use the content. Instead of could a newsletter, which is boring and stuffy. Nobody reads yeah. them. Nobody wants them. Right. But if you were to go through and just send an email, and this is the fun thing that makes it even better, is instead of a big fancy newsletter, you're just going to be like, hey, by the way, here's something kind of cool you might want to check out. Here's yeah. a trick or here's a tip. Make it very simple. No fancy graphics. None yes. of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just 
just like that and then make it evergreen. Yeah. Now, if you want to have a, you know, monthly newsletter or something like that on top of it, that's cool, but the newsletter gets ignored because it's a newsletter. Yeah. Nobody cares or wants to read a newsletter. Yeah. But if I if I get a message from you, yeah. I yeah, am more I likely to go, "Oh, okay, yeah. what what has she got for me today?" Right. Right. And that's where the magic really comes, which, by the way, leads me to another really simple thing. You don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Your email can literally be, you could send this like six months down the road and just say, hey, it's been a while since we talked last. I just really wanted to just check in and see how you're doing. Yeah. And you can get that all set up as an automated thing where you draft it yep. and you have it set yep. up to automatically set on a certain yep. sequence. And so it looks very mm -hmm. personal, but... yeah. It's not. So, yeah. And <laughs> and so my my running joke is that my system is set up and automated. So, I could literally go outside and get hit by a bus today and sell you stuff for three more years. Nice. Yeah. I, you wouldn't even know. I, I, yeah, that, it just happens. And and the great thing is people are like, well, what about the what about the six year person? I was like, oh yeah. When you get to the end, you just loop it to the beginning because nobody remembers what no, you did three years ago. An email they got from you six years ago. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you know, awesome. chances are she already got that email once, yes. but she just wasn't ready for it the first time. Exactly. That's okay. I still helped her. All right, so, so all of your you awesome mentions of the books slide mm -hmm. as a good segue into the book review. So it is time for the book review. We have an awesome section of the website, if you haven't already checked it out, where all of our guests have recommended a book, and they're all pretty much business books related to the topics that we were talking about on that show for that episode. So definitely check that out. There's some really cool ones that I had never heard of, and I'm a really big, avid reader. Okay, so Eli, that's the intro for the book review section. What is the book that you are going to add to our library today? This is one that most people don't know it exists. It's okay. not known popularly in the, the mass market by any means. It's Me, Inc. by Gene Simmons. Oh, that is a different one for sure. Uh-huh. All right, and, so and, tell me why. <laughs> okay, so first off, most people, if they know who Gene Simmons is, he's from KISS, right? Yeah. The, the music group. Hard but they don't realize, yeah. yeah, they don't realize how much of a amazing business person he is oh he yeah is, that is, is not a, the first thing most people no, are gonna think of <laughs> no most most people think of the womanizer from the from the 70s and 80s with the yes. cork tongue and yes. makeup and all that kind of stuff yeah he was the idea guy behind all the stuff they did and all the franchising that they did where where you saw it had kissed lunch boxes and all the different things right yeah he was the mastermind behind it oh and wow this particular book, and it's an, it's another one, that, another reason I love it is it's an easy read. So it's like for people that say, well, I'm not really much of a reader. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> It'll only take a couple hours. Okay. If you just dedicate a weekend, a couple hours on a weekend, it won't really take you that long. I'm a slow reader. I mean, I read a lot, but I read slowly. Yeah. Never have gotten fast. And I think I still read the whole thing in like three hours. Nice. It is designed to talk about your personal brand and what it takes oh, to stand out in the ground. And that's what Me, Inc. is. Think of yourself yeah. as a corporation, as a business, and what you can do to stand out from everybody else. And he talks about like his story of coming to America because he wasn't from America originally, how he, the things that he did in order to fit in to be able to be accepted yeah. and go above and beyond and create this powerhouse that he has become over time. It was, you know, for me, it's like, it he is like the epitome of like one of the top capitalists in the world. Yeah. And that just show coming from nothing to creating an enterprise all about image. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like it may be a departure from what we were talking about, but I really don't think mm -hmm. it is because mm -mm. at the end of the day, yeah. all of this automation and the follow-up and the all, mm. everything we're talking about, it, it still has to have you front and center. So yes. it still has to have that personal touch. I briefly mentioned my own receptionist service. And the reason I don't just have calls go into voicemail is we all know that doesn't work. People mm -hmm. get really frustrated. And right. even if it's a receptionist that leads them to my voicemail, it's a totally different experience. They feel okay. They're yeah. happy. But oftentimes the receptionist also has access to my Calendly. And so mm -hmm. they can set up a scheduled appointment, you know, 
but there's a human person there is, is yeah. the point I'm making. And so it's a totally different feel and that's all mm -hmm. it comes down to. And yeah. so that feel of you being there and interacting with all that follow up is different than um, if it's just too automated and you can yeah. like there's no human there. So that's a really important point about all of this stuff we're talking about. Yeah. Human touch is so critical. That's one reason why I'm not a big fan of a newsletter because a person doesn't generally do a newsletter. Yeah. A company does. Yeah. People aren't buying from the company. Nobody right. cares about the organization. Nobody cares about the company. Right. What they care about is the person. I always, I always say this, like, how many realtors do you know? Yeah. You know, most, most of us can say, you know, anywhere between five and 500 sometimes. Right. Right. I, know, I know a lot of realtors. Yeah, me too. And the funny thing <laughs> is that when you ask that question, I'm like, how many realtors do you know? And people go across the board with it. And they'll, they might say 100, you yeah. know, people who really network and know a lot of people, they might say 100. I'm like, okay, if you were selling your house today, who would you, how many would you pick from to, right. you, to be the real seller? And there's usually never more than two. Yeah, exactly. And the reason is because it's the person that makes the difference. My next follow-up question with that is, if they were to switch to a different company, would, would you that... care? And they're like, nope. Not at all. Yeah. Right. It's all about the relationship. You can yeah. use the tools and technology to leverage mm -hmm. that relationship, but that's what it's there. It's a leverage it. tool. It's not a replacement for human to human communication. No, it's to make yourself more available for that yep. communication, not exactly. to remove yourself from the equation. Yeah. Yep. All right. So Eli, what is one big takeaway that you'd like people to get from this episode? You know, the biggest takeaway would be come from a place of caring. Yeah. Come from a place that you want people to know you actually care about them. You're not just an ATM. That's yep. kind of like a little soapbox I'm on right now. Quit treating human beings like ATMs. They're yes. not. They're yes. human beings. They have, care, they have feelings. They care. Yeah. They want to know that you care because reality is they can they could hire 100 different attorneys. Yep. What is it that makes you stand out? Mm -hmm. And to be perfectly honest... Your track record is the second thing that they look at. The first thing right. is, do they feel like you actually care about them? Right. Well, and this one little point I'm going to make without spending too much time on this, but this is what you lead with on your website. This is your mm -hmm. first impression. Yes. So what you showing that you care about them is not a picture of a skyline. It yes. is not a picture of a gavel or columns, and it is not a bunch of dollar signs with all the cases that you won. So it is none of those things. Some of those are important at other parts mm -hmm. of your site, but that is not what you lead with. And if you're doing that, you're doing it wrong. Like, I, I'm yep. just going to be blunt about it. So show that you care, show that you can solve that problem. That's what you lead with. And I'm not going to, I'm going to get off my soapbox about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, I'm on board right. with that one. All right. Eli Delaney is an automated system strategist and gets it all figured out in terms of follow-up and making sure that the follow-up is human. And thank you so much for this awesome conversation. I really appreciate you being here. That thank awesome. you. Thank you for inviting me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CouncilCast podcast. Be sure to visit our website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on the episode and to give us your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.